What's going on, guys? Welcome to Pantil Zoom episode nine. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Uh, I'm joined here, as always, with my awesome co-host, um, Tyra Listen. Say what's up, man. How's it going, everybody? Back for a new episode of Pantil Zoom. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. This this episode has me hyped. We have some good topics here. It's nice. just a nice, chill episode. We're going to knock out some great things for you guys today, and very excited. Mm-hmm. And we're in a great time of the year. It's November. Yeah. Um, I'm already. I've already watched Fred Claus. I oh, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of that, uh, let's move into what we've watched. Um, a nice classic uh, segment we like to return to. Um, right. I I'll start because I got I got a doozy. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit late on it, but you know that's what that's what I that's what I do. Um, I saw Boogie Nights. Okay. Uh, would I watch this movie again? Maybe in two years. It's the same as American Beauty. Wonderful movie, beautifully made, excellently shot. Seriously, if you get anything from Boogie Nights, it's the uh, cinematography. It's Mm. impeccable. Um, Just, it's so depressing. Julianne Moore's performance is incredible, but it's depressing as hell. Uh, uh, You saw that movie, right? Yeah, yeah, and. That like that whole kind of like notion that like it's so great, but it's like a draining movie that you'd only watch it every two years. Like I felt that with Birdman too. Like and American yeah. Beauty to a certain extent. Like there's those movies that you really appreciate and enjoy, but like it's not a like a rewatchable type thing. I totally agree with that about Birdman. Yeah. Um, what about you? Uh, you know, I've been hitting up a lot of movies lately. Uh, I had some fun watching all the Wes Anderson short films. Uh, but I'm going to talk about the leisure class. And if you're not familiar, there's a show called Project Greenlight. It's on HBO. It's like a reality docu series um, about a filmmaker who gets money uh, from like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon HBO to do stuff. And Jason Mann is a filmmaker. He made the leisure class, which is about like the top one percent. It's supposed to be like a kind of absurdist type of like screwbally comedy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched it. Like it came out on TV, so we watched it. And it's just a f- fucking doozy it's really bad like i feel oh, like not, you know you go doozy. no you go in with expectations obviously and preconceived notions which i think hurts a lot of these films that have been on previous seasons mm-hmm. but like i i didn't like jason man like i thought he was misguided in his whole film versus digital debate especially when the film was being shot uh, shown in 1080i on tv so like i kind of didn't agree with him on a technical standpoint from filmmaker to filmmaker but i gave this film a chance I, it kind of looked fun i thought it was a good idea and it just kind of fell flat so like i wouldn't recommend the leisure class not that it's necessarily easy to see but it'll be on like hbo demand uh for a long time but like i wouldn't even recommend it it's like a waste of an hour and a half what part does matt damon have anything to do with it just matt- producing it or yeah matt damon's a producer him and affleck are producers they like are like co-creators of the show and like the personalities that help drive the show and they're the guys that were originally going to put up three hundred thousand extra dollars out of their own money so he could shoot on film but then hbo actually then caved in but like they're pretty cool but they're not really a major facet of the actual show they're like at the beginning when they pick and at the end when they kind of premiere and a little bit in between sounds like comic book men where it's like oh shit kevin smith and then he's just he's just in the beginning and that's it yeah yeah pretty Uh, much well on that note i will not check that out no. Uh, hadn't even heard of it really. Uh, yeah. So it's good to know. Um, we have a awesome episode. We have um, a Q&A, which we're going to come up with next. And we also have Theo from Theo's Movie Reviews. So definitely stay tuned for that. He's an awesome guy. So we'll be moving on to the Q&A now.
All right, everybody, we're back for our segment. We're doing a Q&A. We haven't done a Q&A in a while, so I threw out, like, asked us some questions, and we'll try our best to answer them. And I was, you know, just astonished by the amount of questions we got. So we're going to go through these and give us, give you some very wise opinions from two very mm -hmm. wise individuals. So right <laughs> off the bat, number one comes from Ian at uh, Ian Bo Locklock. I hope I'm saying that right, Ian. And he asked... Bulaklak. Uh any 2015 indie films that you would recommend for people to check out? Tim, oh, you got any? Shit. Uh, <laughs> does the Babadook count? Yeah, that counts, man. All right, that's a cool one. Um, it's worth one one watch. Just one. One watch. That that's that's a good one. Yeah, indie like is such a broad term these days. But I would go with something like uh, you know, it follows probably counts. Uh, oh, oh, that I put that down instead. Yeah, that down. Me, Earl, and the Dying Girls. Of great film dope is i i think that's and actually that might not be indie never mind but um me earl and the dying girl and it falls are two stellar films uh more ex on the machina. ex machina yeah that's a good one more on the indie side i don't know how the distribution worked on it but while we're young which is actually has ben stiller directed by noah bombash that's a good one i checked that out um let's go on to the next question here we got a we got a lot of good ones so next is from a few mixed reviews chase uh, chase and he asked do you think star wars the force awakens has a chance of being the best in the franchise tim you know that's going to be tough because the first week the movie's out people are going to be like running around ripping their hair out because it's so amazing that we've been waiting for for so long and i think what's going to happen is um a year is going to pass maybe half a year and people are going to actually see through it and start nitpicking it with the with the correct eyes um, mm -hmm. And I have a feeling um, uh, it's not going to be as great. Um, someone pointed out on a review that I watched where it's like, J.J. Abrams has taken everything amazing from each Star Wars film and made it into one new film. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, that's your first sign that there's nothing new, but I'm not, by no means am I saying it's not going to be amazing. I just don't think it's going to be the best. Right. I am the Star Wars guy, obviously. We got a poster behind me here, uh, and <laughs> I, I got. I've been. Like, I've been thinking a lot about this, and I'll say, I don't think it'll be the best in franchise because there's uh, a mythology. There's this like almost cult feel, this fanboyism around the original trilogy that like sets it in stone as the best movies, regardless. So, in a in the context of that, I don't think anything will ever defeat that in terms of maybe like technical filmmaking even like storytelling that movie might trump it in terms of technical uh thing uh in in terms of that regard because you're right i think they're combining a lot of the good elements plus jj abrams i heard this quote once he's the best filmmaker to work in a franchise that will give you a solid three-star movie and i think this one will be better than a three-star movie but like yeah. you know it's going to be at least decent so i think this movie will be the perfect beginning of something new and you know what if ryan johnson's take becomes better and i doubt it but if colin trevorrow's performance uh, or sorry his uh direction creates a better film i still think that force awakens will hold up as a very solid film at the least yeah yeah i agree all right that was a great question next uh peter from the bearded movie guy <laughs> peter we had him on a couple of weeks ago check him out he's great Name one director you wish would never make another movie. Now, question. Can you answer that question as, 
this director is so good, I don't want him to taint his body of work? Or is it, this guy's so fucking bad that I don't want him to make any more movies? That's what I call the Nick Mundy cop-out. He did that on Movie Fights a while ago. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Just pick a a filmmaker that you hate and just want him to stop. Okay. Um, Adam Sandler. Um, Because you know what? Uh, Even 12-year-olds don't have the same sense of humor that they had back in 2000. Uh, example I watched um, Eight Crazy Nights grew up with that movie thought it was hilarious watched it now I'm 24 mm-hmm. uh, fucking not funny I had half of a um, Adam Sandler is past his prime Pixels is not a relevant movie it doesn't fit with anything else that's come out in the past um, so Adam Sandler you know just invest your money in something else yeah no for sure um it's it's a tough one because there's a lot of directors i don't enjoy i think this is going to be a way out of uh for a lot of people but i think john luke godard should stop making films people realize that john luke godard is still alive yes he's still alive i think he's making trash i think he's been making trash forever that's my call out on john luke godard but like i think he should stop making goodbye like recently or just always uh, goodbye to language. Good goodbye to language in 3D. Like his like 3D adventure that he was trying to do. That was like I don't know. But like even back from the beginning, things like Breathless, Pierre Lefou. Like I don't I don't like it. Like I get it, but I don't like it. And I don't I don't want him to make films anymore. Or M Night Shyamalan. Like that's the simple answer. Um, uh, I think he's M. Night Sh- is prime too. M Night Shyamalan. I just want to see him produce, maybe even write. But like, I think that for his sake and for his legacy of his other decent films, he should just stop. Well, he's ahead in that regard. Not that he's ahead now, but like, you know, there's no room for his PG thirteen horror movies. Right yeah, now. I agree. I agree. Next, Nick D. Nicky D. Uh, he asks us favorite Quentin Tarantino film. Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Well, that's not really. Kill- oh, yes, it is. <laughs> the one I would watch right now yep. is comes to a tie. It's either Kill Bill or, or uh, Pulp Fiction. Um, but really, the greatest thing, yeah, Kill Bill is just a fun time. Like I've never not enjoyed that movie. Um, Pulp Fiction, though, it's like every time you watch it, it's like the first time you're watching it. Yeah, Pulp yeah. Fiction is like my favorite movie of all time, or one of them, top five. But I'm actually gonna go with Inglorious Bastards because, like, oh. I've I've found a big interest in that film recently. I think it's actually top. It's top two for me. Like, it, it's second for me, Inglorious Bastards. I'm actually like, I don't like Kill Bill. I'm sorry, Tim. Two. I'd like two better than one, but overall, uh, I'm, I'm throwing shade. I'm throwing shade. Uh, uh, I, I like Inglorious Bastards. I think what it does is great. I think the acting is fantastic. I like the scope of the story, and I just saw the trailer again in theaters for uh, Hateful Eight, and I'm stoked. <sighs> You're not stoked for it, Tim? <laughs> no, no. Tim. Okay, we'll have another. Here's, here's we'll have I, didn't, I didn't like Django. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that I mean, this is not the question. I'm not going to talk about it. I didn't like right. Django. I like the more pulpy Quentin Tarantino. I, don't give me this time period shit. Yeah, I Bring can get, like I can get you. Bring back the 60s and 70s and I shit. can get you with Django, like his whole Western thing. Uh, okay, we'll go on. We'll talk. We'll good, save that for another episode. Good question, though, Nick. Uh, yeah, thanks, Nick. Another Nick. Nick uh, from 31 Film Talk asks Ooh. us, do you think Westerns will ever see a resurgence in Hollywood? You want to take that one first? Yeah, man. I'll take this one first. Yes. I think we're already seeing it to a certain extent. Um, Westerns is an interesting genre. It's kind of like 
the superhero genre of today, but like I think you're seeing a resurgence in terms of like there we go, Quentin Tarantino. Like he's making his like uh, magnum opus of like Western films with Django, which is like a black exploitation film, I guess I would say, but also Western, and now with Hateful Eight, and probably another one with the thing he's going on. Even like Kill Bill has kind of a Western element to it, so I think that like. He's bringing back the westerns, and westerns still have a thing. I really enjoyed Slow West. You have things like True Grit and stuff. I think those are uh, definitely around, and I don't know if they'll be ever as popular as they were, but they'll definitely have a place forever in Hollywood. I think what you touched on with like Kill Bill t- t- kind of having a western feel. I think my answer is that uh, we might not get a resurgence of classic western films, but we're mm-hmm. going to be getting filmmakers who grew up watching westerns taking ideal ideals ideals from western films and importing putting them into their things like making you know i mean like even star wars is a western you know it's got there's so many it's like the beatles are in every thing in music it's like westerns are in everything in movies but it's just hidden and it's like we're not going to get like uh someone walking into something like a saloon like as straight up as we did a while ago i think we're going to get that in a different way right for sure for sure unless it's the 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 ridiculous six by adam sandler oh yeah that's going to be the best western in years uh next question comes from dylan at dylan viper 95 and he says uh or he asks thoughts on uh free state of jones set photos uh are you familiar with this film at all tim uh i'm not do do a quick search. So I'll just give the preface for those who don't know. What's I think the Free State of Jones, and it's a Civil War drama uh, thriller film, I guess. And Matthew McConaughey's in it, and it's from Gary Ross. And uh, some of the get, set photos were released. Did you just get booed at a film festival? That was another one, I believe. Okay. Uh, and the set photos came out. I think they look good. Like. Uh, I don't know though. Like it's another civil war film about like the South and other crap that I think we've seen like a thousand times. And I feel like McConaughey might pull his regular drawl Southern drawl stuff out, but like, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think it'll be a decent film. So I think it'll be okay. I'm not necessarily sold on it yet. Uh, From what I'm looking at, um, it looks like, all right, here's my theory. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of filmmakers, when they're like, oh, shit, what do I do? They're like, hey, there's these, you know, preservation things where people dress up. We could just shoot there for, like, a few months and Mm -hmm. make a whole movie on this, like, museum where people can dress up. And it's like, to me, this feels like, unless the story is really good, like, take The Revenant, for example. Mm -hmm. That has a, looks like it has a brilliant storyline. This should have something like that. If it's just about, like, I don't know. I don't need to see Matthew McConaughey leading a bunch of people yeah. with muskets. Yeah. And Gary looks, Ross. Looks good, though. And Gary Ross, I don't even like as a director. As a writer, he wrote Big. I like Big, but like not even as a writer. So I'm not I'm not sold on this yet. I have to see more. I might have to see a trailer and things like that. It's got nice lighting though. We'll see. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. Nick, another Nick. We've got so many Nicks <laughs> today. Uh, from Filmsy Nick, and he asked, What aspect of film is most important to you? Dialogue, score, acting, etc. Tim? Oh, shit. Um, you know, I actually think um, dialogue, score, acting, etc. Fuck. I'm trying to think because, like, I think, I think acting is probably the uh, 
the one thing that makes me like really stick with a movie um, and really make my decision um, mm-hmm. because if you don't have good acting, the special effects fail, the the dialogue fails, the because but like if you're a really good actor, you can sell that shitty script. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, That's- I get that. I get that for sure. Uh, it's hard because like when you say one like there's always an answer towards that. So like with that, like acting is definitely, it makes the film believable, mm-hmm. but like without a good story and to extension, I guess that means dialogue. It's bad regardless. Key example, George Lucas with the prequels, even Ewan McGregor who pulled off for some pretty good performance in star Wars. There was just lines that were cringeworthy and you could tell because <laughs> that's because the story and the dialogue. So I think story is more, most important. And that's what they drive to you in film school. They're like, you know, your sound might not be good. You might not have the best camera, but if you can tell a compelling story, then people are going to listen. So that's what I'm going to say. But like, I think it's all important. That's why in conjunction it works. Like color is very important. Sound is very important. All of it's very, very important. And uh, to have just one aspect, you're really doing yourself a, uh, a disservice to every other element. And that's what makes a good film, having a little bit of everything. I think I kind of agree with that. Uh, because in like in, in in advertising, they they always say you unless you have a good idea, don't even bother trying to make it look pretty because you're just polishing a dog turd. So I think it. Yeah. I think I think you're right. Uh, gotta have the no. idea. Gotta have the writing. Perfect. Perfect. I agree. Next, Art. What's up, Art? Check him out. He's got some great content on his Check channel. His, his rap. It's fucking fuego. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, and he asks us. What franchise do you think should be given another installment? Resident Evil, except they're already making that last one, the final chapter. Um, oh, what am I? Oh, do I dare say AVP? Because when can you not have enough alien fighting predator? We yeah. don't. We're, we will never get another one of those. I'm just telling you now. Um, yeah. And they, and we got two of them. That was pretty lucky. Um, I think it's so ripe to have uh, another crossover like that, especially with things like the Avengers coming in very rep- popularity or whatever. It made no sense. Um, the Avengers getting very popular. Mm-hmm. We we deserve to have um, another universe as a franchise. Have like Alien versus Predator. There's so much you can do there. Yeah. No. Make a, yeah. Make a make a movie in the jungle with Alien. Why does it have to be in space in some temple? Yeah, you could do anything you want. Yeah. Um, it's hard because like uh, that's a whole other discussion about installments. But a lot of the ones I want are already happening. So like obviously like something like Star Wars, The Incredibles. That's getting a second movie, which is going to be mm-hmm. great. Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. We're getting Fantastic Beasts, which looks like it's shaping up to be decent. So I'm excited for that. Uh, those even Shrek. You know, like Shrek had. I love the first two. The third, not so much. The fourth was like okay. I would like to see it. Pirates of the Caribbean. I just did a review of that. I love that franchise, and they're making a new one. I hope they can return to form on that. Like, these movies are getting installments, so I hope they do them well. But those are the type of movies that I think lend themselves more to installments. So if we're gonna get more and more of the same IP, we might as well make it on a pre-established franchise that I think is gonna be decent regardless. I, I'd like to see another Crank movie, if possible. Crank? Yeah. I wanna see Avatar The Last Airbender redone. So I guess it would be mm. technically another installment, but yeah. Uh, thanks, Ari. That's a, that's a great, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, next is Flick Fanatics. <laughs> Fast. I love Flick Fanatics. I just watched their, uh, 
their uh, shopping with for Blu-rays with the Cinema Scumbag guys. It was it was a great time. Um, they asked, "Are there any directors you are anticipating another film from that hasn't been announced yet?" Uh, his example was mine. Would be Joel Edgerton. Mm. Joel Edgerton killed it with the gift. Uh, mm. I don't blame you for wanting more of him. Um, I would actually say him as well. Um, he seems to be like a loose cannon. You don't know what he's going to do. Um, uh, you know, it's yeah, it could be a would, director, man. It could be a director as well. I would say Nolan. Um, yeah. But they already announced his next movie. Um, how about David Fincher? Because when I looked on um, IMDb, I didn't really see much that he was working on. Yeah, um, he's, he's probably got it under wraps. I know it says production is girl is girl who uh play with fire but i doubt that's gonna happen yeah yeah that's interesting um fincher's interesting i love fincher so i'd, I'd be down for that uh i i and this was right in the nick of time for me i was uh, very excited for the next um wes anderson film and he announced that it's going to be another stop motion uh one but mm -hmm. this time instead of like foxes and stuff he's going to do dogs and it's going to have brian Cranston in it fuck yes i'm excited for that I, i'm very down for that i'm also kind of looking forward not that we don't know what they're doing but uh denis uh Villeneuve, he's doing blade yeah. runner 2 and he's doing another one with like amy adams or something i'm looking forward to what he does because i'm really hyped up on him and anything that roger deakins is doing right now i'm hyped up on so i'm uh, excited to see what those three are kind of doing excellent picks excellent picks I, yeah i second it michael bay Michael Bay. Oh yeah, I saw the trailer for his new Benghazi one. Looks uh, awesome. You know, I, I think Benghazi. it. I think it actually looks okay. It's it's going to be cheese fest, but I'm okay with that. It's Pearl Harbor on land. Yeah. Okay. I think this is the last question we have, and this is from Sandy from My First Impressions. We did one while back with him talking about top 200 IMDb. Check out that episode, uh, and he asks, "Will uh, the Force Awakens beat Avatar and Titanic at the box office?" Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, because there's so much hype about this stuff, I mean, from what I can remember, I might be wrong. So if I am, don't get, don't get angry. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Titanic was just a movie that came out. Like uh, there wasn't this crazy hype around it where it's like, did you, are you like with star Wars? People were like, do you think they're going to make another one? Do you think it's going to happen? Who do you think is going to have it like years ago? And we've been, we've been fucking frothing at the mouth for it. Mm -hmm. it good luck i i'm not gonna be able to go see it opening week so i think without really? a doubt yeah i didn't i didn't get tickets so without a doubt it will make a shitload of money it will be in the theaters longer than jurassic world all that stuff so the mm -hmm. amount of money that it's going to make has the potential to definitely beat out all that but there are still some people who aren't star wars fans who the fuck no. are they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Avatar's one right now worldwide with 2.7 billion, Titanic's at 2.1 billion, and Jurassic's at 1.6. I think it'll decimate Jurassic World for sure, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was predicting a $2 billion movie out of this, uh, straight up. Uh, and obviously, I don't know right away if it'll beat out Avatar, but I think at least within a year or two it will because... Um, I keep on preaching this over and over again. Star Wars reaches so many different demographics and age groups. Yeah. Kids now, they're growing up with all these new Disney Star Wars shows, which are excellent shows. Like, there's nothing wrong with them. They're good shows. Uh, my group uh, and Tim, like the, you know, kind of young adults, early 20s, you know, just, you know, later teens, we grew up with the prequels. Um, and then, like, somebody like my uncle 
or like, you know, a dad or something. Our dads would have grown up with uh, maybe, uh, if not our grandparents, the um, the original films. And there, and if you're a fan, you're gonna you're gonna go to this new one. And that spans over various different decades. So that's a lot, a lot of people. Just look at the screenings. They're showing the film at 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> like there has to be a reason for that, and that's because everybody wants to see this film, even if you're not interested right now i guarantee when people start going to that film word of mouth too they'll be like i know you don't like star wars but it's pretty good and they're like yeah you're right i'm gonna go do it and then guess what you're gonna see it like three or four i'm gonna see it alone probably like five times so like that's already like a billion dollars right there that (laughs) that goes back oh yeah with the movie ticket and the popcorn and the um that goes back though to chase's question which is do you think star wars is going to be as amazing as it is what Mm -hmm. if what if everyone goes sees it and then word of mouth travels and they're like, you know what? It's okay. Um, it's nothing amazing. It's too short, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might turn in. I mean, you look at fantastic four, that movie got a shitload of money and it, because people were curious. So even if the movie's not good, people are going to gravitate towards it because oh, yeah. it's star Wars. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. a win-win. You, you, even if it's bad, you have fanboys. Um, even if like i don't think it can be worse than the prequels honestly and those movies made a lot of money so there's yeah. really no failure for them at this point it's pretty much the golden franchise to have like the hollywood reporter did a roundtable with executives from all the big companies and alan horn was there he's the disney chairman and like they're all just like talking about how like alan's the luckiest guy because not only does he have marvel but he has star wars <laughs> which is like the golden egg like everybody wants that because like you yeah. can't do wrong with it really at all even with the hatred that it surrounds lucas and you know uh phantom all the way to uh revenge it still made billions of dollars so like you can't go wrong so i think it'll do well the film doesn't even have to come out they've already made enough money off of making kylo ren toilet paper and jar jar binks toothbrushes and all that yeah, shit like, i see it gummy snacks man like there was like little gummies with darth vader on them or sorry kylo ren on them i was into that i'm like it's everywhere it is everywhere but uh that's it for the q a thanks everybody for including all your questions so much fun that was great um and we're going to be doing that uh every so often so thank you submit more questions And and we'll answer we'll have your links uh below so every anyone curious about who asked these awesome questions uh you can go follow them because we fully endorse all these people really Hey everybody, we're here with our good friend Theo. It's been a while coming uh, for him to come on the show. We met at TIFF, wow, that's a couple months ago now, but we're on to discuss movies today, just like generally just watching movies and stuff. So Theo, introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about yourselves, and we'll get right into the discussion. Hi everybody, Uh, thanks for watching. This is going to be a great episode, I have a feeling. And uh, it was so much fun meeting you at TIFF. And, um, yeah, let's get the show going. Check me out on YouTube at Theo's Movie Reviews. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, we want to talk today about, like, the movie-going experience, you know, favorite snacks and things like that, because people, again, don't really think about it. Like, when people go to the movies, they're like, okay, I'm going to go to the movies and get some popcorn maybe. But 
that's not true for everybody. A lot of people have different tastes. A lot of people go to the movies a different way. Some people like to go to the movies alone in groups. So let's talk about that. So, Theo, we'll start with you. What, on an average day, is a Theo day at the movies? What do you do? Um, a Theo day at the movies probably has to be... Uh, I sometimes get popcorn, but if I don't, I usually get Big Macs at McDonald's. I'm not gonna <laughs> oh, and you, you sneak them in? I, I sneak them in, that's right. I get one of those puppy coats, I put in Skittles, I put in Damn. Big Macs, even Subway, you know. You ever had... Um, well, is there is there a McDonald's nearby? Oh, yeah, there's a McDonald's okay. nearby and also a poutine place. I've snacked in a poutine once. Which one? Which poutine place? Uh, it's called the Whistle Stop. Okay, okay. Canadians. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, so, dude, I, I, I really think, like, you know, like, I have never snuck in a Big Mac. That's, yeah, that's a great idea. You should. It I'm here like a schmuck eating candy. <laughs> Just like popcorn. Tim, uh, what do you do? Do you, you don't sneak things in? You just kind of do you buy stuff there, or do you like uh, to bring some stuff in from like a dollar store? About, or something? I'm all about the points, man. I'm trying to get my points up on my uh, card. I'm trying to get that free ticket. Um, I I get the uh, blue icy, and mm-hmm. I don't really get the popcorn because I've found that more and more. I eat popcorn and I feel like 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 shit like yeah. afterwards. So, cause I, I I eat the whole thing. I don't bring it back with me. I know a lot of people actually eat half of it and then keep it for like the day the day after. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I got the Smarties once. The this chewy Smarties and uh, that tasted really Wait, good for up. like four. Chewy Smarties. Yeah, yeah, they're chewy wow, little Smarties bites. Here. No. Uh, in the states finally get something. <laughs> uh, uh, but you guys don't have poutine though. No, no, yeah, that, that's just cheese fries, right? Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. The the cinema that I went to growing up, it was like a Cineplex, which is like a big thing of cinemas in in here in Canada. They had a Burger King built in to the cinema, so yeah. I had a friend that would get like four Whoppers and just like pound down the Whoppers as he ate the movie. I was at the movies today, and uh, there's another chain of uh, cinemas up here called Landmark, and. Uh, they have a student combo, actually. So, like, you get a medium popcorn, which is essentially, like, a large, and, like, a massive drink for, like, 13 bucks, and that includes the ticket. That's so, so cheap. That is cheap. So that's the cheapest, and it's just the cinema that's the closest, and it's it has all the movies, so I, I usually get that. Popcorn, though, yeah, you're right. It kind of makes you feel kind of sick. When I used to go to the Cineplex, which is definitely, like, a bigger chain, um... The tickets are a lot more expensive, and I'm kind of cheap, so like I would actually bring my own stuff in. I just smuggle it in, uh, or like not get anything at all. Like a lot of times, uh, I don't actually feel like getting anything. But we have, ever since we got the new pop machines, we got these. They, I'm sure they have them in the states. The ones that have like a thousand different flavors in them. They're like Coca-Cola machines, and they have like. We don't have that. Really? I'm I'm surprised. Beautiful. Like literally, you have like. So good. Theo, you got that? We do, yep. yeah. Man. <sighs> it's so really good. good. So good, but so bad. <laughs> I love those yeah. Coke machines. Now wait, let's 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 change it up. So food, that's cool, but that's not really most people just eat that shit in like the first five minutes during the during the trailers. Yeah. Where do you sit, Theo? Where do you sit in a the theater? Where do I sit? I prefer the middle. The middle, you get the whole screen. Middle middle? And- or front middle, back middle? Uh, middle middle. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, 
I agree. Actually, by theaters, uh, Cineplex, we actually just got IMAX. Yes. So I saw Spectre for the first time in IMAX. How was that? Really fun experience. <laughs> I would do it again. It's worth the money. You know what? It might be $13 to get in, but bigger screen, better sound, the for chairs sure. recline. It's all oh, awesome. Yeah, middle, yeah, middle, middle's good. Uh, and I, Tim, I don't know if you got these either, but uh, also up here <laughs> oh, at Cineplex, oh, yeah. like, some like, of them. You know what I have. <laughs> you got VIP theaters, which are like 19 plus. Yeah. So you can go get an alcoholic beverage, reclining. You got menus in the theater. So my, myself and my girlfriend, we often go for a treat, like once a month or so. We get like the wings in the theater and the alcoholic beverage, and sit back, fully reclined, and watch a movie. There's like 30 seats. Dude. And like you, you know, I I, I can't do minute. that yet, but I I still have an alcohol beverage when I watch my movie at home. Perfect. So, hell yeah. Perfect. Hell yeah. Middle middle. Why why do you guys pick middle middle though? Like I know a lot of people that like refuse to sit middle middle. They like they want to sit at the very back. Hmm. Um, I honestly my I mean my answer to those people is like rethink your answer because. Uh, <laughs> You might as well just be seeing it at home. I think the fact that we go to the movie theaters is uh, one reason is because you don't have a screen that big. You better sit in a spot where your peripheral vision is totally taken up by the screen. So that's why I choose middle-middle. Um, I will. One anecdote is that I, I went and saw Girl with a Dragon Tattoo and Interstellar. Those are two movies I saw sitting right in the front, and it was the, just ruined the whole experience. So yeah. whenever I see people go to the front, I'm just like, fuck you guys. Like <laughs> You guys are in for it. Yeah. I saw Ted 2 in the front. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. Because I Do you was think like, it would have been different? I was sitting, looking up. Yeah. When I was watching at the screen, I was like, what? Is that a teddy bear? Or I can't. <laughs> I feel like. Is that. <laughs> I feel like if you sit front, if you had to get stuck sitting front, you try to go for the wing seats on the side because, like, you don't have to go yeah. up as much as you just have to go on the side, which is easier. Um, you know what I like to do, though? Uh, this is especially good because I try to go movies during non peak hours, mm. uh, especially if they're a movie that, like, is not on the top tier of my list to see. And I love being that guy that puts my feet up over the other chair. Because the thing is, like, if you go with the emptier theater, you can get away with doing that. And that's just brilliant. Now, what do you guys like to do? If, do you like to go by yourself to the movies? Do you like to go with friends? And if, like, I've ha I have a friend that I go to the movies with, and we'll sit, we'll sit two seats away from each other because we like our space. <laughs> like, what do you guys do? I've what seen do you, guys, you do? guys before. <laughs> Theo? Uh, I, you know, I prefer watching a movie by myself most of Me the too. time. Me too, Theo. The reason is I get to enjoy it more for some reason. I don't know why, but also when I watch, it's like, okay, I'm not getting disturbed. If I have a friend over, the friend talks, yaps, yaps. I can't focus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll, I'll tell you why, why we're, we enjoy it so much, at least for me. Um, when you go to the theater alone, you don't have anyone ruining your expectations you are sitting there and experiencing the movie for what it is. If you don't like it, you can simply keep it to yourself. If you loved it, you can talk to people about it. When you go to with with someone else, if they're not that close with you, mm -hmm. they could they could ruin the movie. They, and you have to be like, are you having a good time? Yeah. Uh, and it sucks. It's like, just like, I I, I go to the movies mostly with other people, and that's by effect because. All my friends are, are film majors or filmmakers. Mm. That can be a detrimental experience sometimes. Uh, but 
I think the worst part is I don't mind going with people because mostly you're sitting in silence. Um, but when when you're on your way out of the theater and when you're with a friend or a group of people, there's that always, I don't know why, I dread this conversation like, uh, what do you think of the movie? Waiting for <laughs> if they liked it or they if they didn't like it. Oh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. What about you? And then, like, that's, yeah, like, with yeah, the typical friend. Even, even, but then with the filmmaker friend, it's like, oh, we're going to pick everything apart and then it's just going to be, like, almost like an exhausted type of thing because you're just like sitting in the car, you're driving home, and you're like, oh, like I just picked this movie <laughs> apart. Like I'm tired now. I gotta go. To, gotta go to bed. But so like I kind of want to start experience movies by myself. I just don't know if I have that opportunity. But like it sounds like a good time. Well, when I started seeing movies by myself, in the beginning was awkward because it was like, well, where's the group? You know. Mm-hmm. But then you get used to it because. You're sitting there and watching the commercials, and you feel like lonely. But then, when once the movie hits, you're like, "I'm fine." Yeah. Right. And when you realize no one's really looking at you, you no. know, it's like, I mean, the only time I can tell you that I was the odd man out and it was awkward was when I saw SpongeBob the movie uh, <laughs> alone in theaters. Um, let me. <laughs> I did that too. <laughs> yeah, that was. I'll it never was do that again. Weird because. Um, there were families with kids, and there is just me. Just in the corner too. It's not a good spot to sit. You know, during no, the winter with my like winter coat. You know, like I. I kind of hate going to kids' movies because like I enjoy a kids' movie. Uh, like whether like the the worst example I can think of recently was uh, Inside Out. Like I went on like a Thursday night, uh, not the week of the movie, but like two weeks after, and like I guess it was mom night. Like, not officially, but, like, every mom brought their kid, and they all knew each other and talked to each other. And then, like, the kids, like, while they enjoy the movie, they're screaming the entire time. Mm. So, like, I kind of hate going to kids' movies, but I feel bad because I don't hate kids. I just hate watching movies with kids that are, like, hyped up on sugar running around. I, I, that's, I don't that's know. That's exactly the same experience that I had with Inside Out, especially that beginning of the scene with the volcano. That kid yeah. started screaming, and I'm like, please be quiet. Like, I'm trying to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So... I got a question. So uh, we've talked about going to the movie, but another experience of equal importance is watching movies at your house. Theo, you already mentioned you like to have a nice alcohol beverage. Um, what what else? Do you have a special chair? Do you have like uh, I I watch all my movies in a computer chair. I don't get on my couch, you know. So what do you do? Um, I have a reclining chair. Uh, where I just put my feet up, mm. and my and I just watch a movie, TV usually Netflix, but when I watch a movie, I like all the lights off, completely mm. on. Same here. Um, when I was watching a movie one day with my brother, he turns the light on, and I'm like, "Turn it off! I'm trying to enjoy the movie." <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, totally. Um, I like the whole lights off in the house when the movie's on. That like, that's important because like, especially when you're seeing it, I think on a smaller screen. Like we don't have that cinema screen. I think it's important to see all the elements, especially when it's smaller. It's harder, so you're looking for that. So with all the lights off, it definitely enhances that experience. I personally like to do at least 40 Jello shots before I watch a movie at home. <laughs> but that's just personally my experience, you know. My girl line, but and you um, don't have a chair, right? You just stand up the whole time. Yeah, I stand up the whole time. Uh, just shooting gels. <laughs> or I lie completely naked on the hardwood floor and watch the movie. Mounted to the ceiling. 
I just wear. I like to watch my movies wearing just a tank top. Yeah. Uh, and socks. That's it. <laughs> you I know usually what? just wear my boxers. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's not far off from what I actually do. Um, do you guys light candles? Oh yeah, I love yeah, candles. Man. Your <laughs> the worst part I think uh, about movies at home is if you don't have a specific movie you want to watch and you're just like, okay, I'm going to watch a movie tonight, it's so much harder because you're going through Netflix, you're like, geez, like there's so many choices or my <laughs> problem with living with a bunch of people that all like movies and have opinions on movies is when we sit down to watch a movie, it takes like just as long to pick the movie yeah. that it does than watch the movie. So half the time you're like, we're there for an hour scrolling, do you want to watch that? Oh, we'll put it on the short list. That's everybody's excuse to say, no, I don't actually want to watch that movie, but we're going to put it there just so you're happy. So it's like this big debate on which movie we're going to watch, which is always a problem. That's why, honestly, going to a theater is like, you set in stone, you have so many movies on there, you're going for the time to see it. That's why I kind of hate watching movies at home. I also watch a lot of movies at school. Uh, for class, and that kind of sucks too because the chairs aren't exactly the greatest, and uh, oh. people like to go in and out of the classroom, so like then the like the light from the outdoors comes in, and it, that that's annoying, and then people don't like to shut the door all the way. So one thing is, don't be that guy that leaves and like keeps the door kind of half propped open to let the light in. That's just don't my PSA. Don't leave a movie halfway through. No, yeah. yeah. What are you doing? That's awful. I, I kind of had to go take a pee today during Spectre uh, when I watched it, so I didn't feel bad because I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Uh, sorry, Spectre, but I, I did leave today. I did leave I, today. I, I hate when I leave, like, towards a movie, like, in the middle of the movie, to just go to the washroom. Like, if I have to go, I'll freaking hold it the whole way through. <laughs> I I pissed during Guardians of the Galaxy. Let me tell you, when I got back, I had no idea what was going on. I bring, yeah. a, I bring a cup just for that purpose, guys. <laughs> Well, you know, nobody can't see you. It's dark. You can just pull it out and see. You know, public indecency doesn't exist in this world. <laughs> well, but don't guys, do that, guys. guys don't do that. Your, you guys take your trash with you or leave on the ground at the movie oh, theater? Oh, take it. Take it. Okay. Because my friends um, worked in the movie theater, and they now they will never put their trash in the garbage because they know the horrors that people leave for them. So they're like, mm. fuck it. They'll clean it up. So they leave all their trash on the ground. Yeah, I, I can see that. Like, the, the worst I think I do is sometimes I, like, if I don't get, like, a refill of the drink or whatever, I'll leave the drink in the thing. But, like, that's pretty easy to remove. But, like, I don't throw shit on the floor. I don't think that's that's good. And I've worked in customer service and, like, cleaning up after people, and I hate it. So I don't like to wish that on I, anybody. I am not going to lie, but, like, I do the same thing as Tyrell. I don't leave it on the floor, but I'll leave it, like, close to the seat of mm-hmm. uh, the cup. Um, but I don't really get with the urine or without the urine. Urine all the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, m- most of the time, I don't even get popcorn because I just sneak in like a sub or, or you Big know, beers or Big Macs or. Do you leave uh, now? Do you leave the Big Mac box with all the like excess lettuce in there, or no? Do you take that out? I take that out. I that's a, that's your that's calling a, card. That's a zinger right there, because then they see that you've been scamming them by big, buying Big Macs. They know who you are, the Big Mac bandit. They can, they can smell it, right? So it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Do you get looks? Like, do you get, do you get looks in the theater? Do you get like kids like turn around? They're like, yeah, they got a Big they Mac. Look at me, like, yeah, like I cracked a can of um, Coke the other day in the theater. You bought a can? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, Theo, you're amazing. Seriously, like, no, I'm that's, bad. That, that's got balls, man. That's like, great. Well, I was caught once. <laughs> oh. 
Um, it's a screening for Terminator Genesis. <laughs> so, so I go in to to see it, and this guy's like, "Why is your why is your because my pants like all stuff, <laughs> the cans in there and stuff." He's like, "Why is it like that?" And I'm like, "It's just my wallet, sir." Are you sure? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. Well, he kept looking at it, looking at it. As soon as I got in, I pulled it out because oh. I'm an idiot. Pulled it out. He saw it. He's like, you're going to have to leave it here, sir. I'm like, great. As you should have said, he cracked it open and drank it. You should have said it was your dick, and then he couldn't have done anything. And then <laughs> yes, I should have. Yeah. Well... This this has been this has been good, guys. Like we want to know in the comments below, uh, what do you do when you go to the theaters? We've been talking about some of the weird anecdotes that we do, some of the you know rituals really we have, some of the preparations versus home versus theater. Lights on, lights off. Let us know in the comments below what you think. Theo, thank you for coming on, man. Do you want to plug anything? You're You've got a, you're a busy man. You're a busy man. Yeah, movie maybe. Uh, <laughs> thank you, guys. Um... By the time this is up, uh, Movie Mania, the final episode, will be up for season one. Who's on the so, final episode? Uh, AP Studios and Jack's channel of stuff. Woo. Nice. Woo. Two good guys. So, Damn! <laughs> I, I'm the host, but I'm voting on Jack. <laughs> you heard, you heard, you heard I, here. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Oh, okay. Given spoilers. Well, thank you, Theo, very yes, much, thank man. Thank you so much. Yeah. We'll, we'll have your link below. Um, for your thank channel. you. Check check me out, but check out their channels, guys, because they're awesome. We appreciate that, Theo. Thank you, Theo. Thank you. Okay, that is the end of episode nine. Really, um, get ready for episode ten because it's going to be fun. Um, details on that later um, yes. after this one comes out, but uh, it's a big one of ten. Ten episodes. Ten episodes. Um, thank you if you've been watching us for this long. This has been so much fun. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Tyrell, you want to hit up our viewers with the social media yes. uh, URLs? URLs, yes. <laughs> so right off the bat, number one is, you know what? Facebook's not my favorite thing, but it is for a lot of other people. So I started, I, we've had, the, my we've had, yeah, MySpace, myspace.com slash Zoom. We've been uh, keeping, the, I've been, you know, that. Yeah, we should get that. I've been sitting on the Facebook link, facebook.com slash Zoom. Let's build it up. We're, we're putting stuff up there, uh, and it's a great hub, and hopefully we can build something out of that. So go check that out, facebook.com slash Zoom. Yes. Twitter, as always, twitter.com slash show. That's probably where they're most active, and yeah. that's where you'll find us and our other kind of links. Like, you'll find me and Tim on Twitter uh, there as well. And you can always subscribe on this YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Zoom. Make sure you hit the like button move us on up there and subscribe to the channel. We're working on it. It's going really well. And you can also find us on our personal YouTubes and Twitters. Uh, mine's all Tyrell Listen and Tim is the Late Reviews 1 on, on YouTube. On YouTube. And, and Late Reviews. Oh, and I just, uh, so Late Reviews on Twitter and Ooh. I just joined Instagram too. So Late Reviews on Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all the social media. If you have any questions, we will answer, and uh, you can use the hashtag PTZ, and that way we can find it really, really easy. Thanks everybody for checking out episode nine of Pantilt Zoom. I'm Tyrell Listen. That is Tim Hurley, and we'll see you next time.